Joe hates a lot of things. Joe hates toddlers and tiaras. Never before have I wanted to strangle so many people after watching so little TV. Joe hates raisins. I hate raisins so much that I'd rather have ants on a log with actual ants. Joe hates being tailgated. I want a bumper sticker that reads, free golf balls for tailgaters. I want that and a thousand golf balls. And Joe hates when people say, Satan, as they pass him on the street. This happens more than I think it should. Hello and welcome to Reading with Things Joe Hates. My name is Joe and with me is my producer, Jake. Hello, Joe. Hi, Jake. And also in the reading room is uh, my lovely wife, Lisa, from upstairs. What are you doing? I'm doing the intro for our <laughs> podcast on reading. That's why. Okay. It sounds like you're on PBS or something That's crazy. exactly the kind of thing I'm going for. It's That's the vibe. All right. Excellent. Well, right. hello. Excellent. So uh, today we're going to be talking about things I hate. Uh, why do you have that ascot on? <laughs> well, <laughs> I really wanted to look the part. Yeah, we'll get, the, get that pipe committed. away from you. Even though it's, it's a podcast. Method acting. <laughs> right, method acting. Today we're talking about writing. Uh, or writers and things they do. And this is, uh, I put out the call for listener hate on this and I was going with uh, anything writing related. It could be books, television, uh, movies, news, whatever. But I started writing down the things I hate about writing, other people's writing. Not my writing, all my writing's fantastic. Uh, (laughs) Especially all those love letters I get. Right. I don't write very many love letters. I know. That's the joke. That's right. <laughs> Mini was a big, strong word. You've never written me a love I just <laughs> Continue, Joe. Okay, so I noticed that I had way too much to do in one episode, so we're going to have to do this again next time, too. We're going to have writing part two. But the first time I'm sticking just pretty much with authors and maybe some habits of authors or genres or things like that. So the first thing I hate, I'm going all the way back to high school for this hate because that's where I got introduced to this guy. I cannot stand the works of John Steinbeck. You know, I think a lot of this stuff is going to be, I remember I read something in high school because I was forced to and hated it, hated it for whatever reason. I think we're going to hit a lot of those. Right. Yeah. No, but there are things I read in high school that I enjoyed like. uh, Of uh, Mice and Men? uh, No. No, you I didn't did like not. of mice and men. Uh, like of mice and men. Well, okay, so why don't you like John Steinbeck? Uh, every story he tells, every story he tells, is a terrible, depressing story. He's a one-trick pony. Number one. That is true. Everything he's ever written has been about migrant workers in California. <laughs> right. Or, or uh, the Pearl, which is written, or the Black Pearl. What is it called? The Pearl or the Black Pearl? I can't remember what the name of the book. I can't is. remember. All the ones anyone knows him for. Right. It, it was written about the same kind of situation, only in an island setting. Right. Yeah. And it's just terrible, just terrible writing. And some of the criticisms I've heard, and I agree with them, is he doesn't spoon feed you the information or or his opinion. He shovels it down your throat with a snow shovel. Yeah. I mean, if you think about, again, what he was writing about, he was very much doing it because he had a particular stance on the, the subject. Yeah. It does get kind of tiresome after a while. But I will say as a standalone story of Mice and Men is a good story. I liked it. It's a good story, but it's still a terribly depressing story. Well, of course. I got a great story about it, though. And this is a spoiler. So if you haven't read of Mice and Men. <laughs> Mice and Men was written in like 1935. Right. What do you mean a spoiler? <laughs> but my son, my son was reading it in high school and they pass out the books. Yeah. Right. And the next day someone comes to class and he's furious 
And he says, look what it says right here. Someone has scrawled in the margin on page 13. George shoots Lenny. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) And I was like, oh, no. I didn't tell him that. I said, uh, I said, you're just going to hate the book. It's just an awful book. Uh, but let me know if you think if you think differently. And he came home and he said, "Well, apparently George shoots Lenny, and that's how we learn." <laughs> well, that's that's there's that conflict resolved, right? Exactly. The entire conflict of the book done. Uh, I am not a fan of the horror work of Stephen King. Hmm. I know Stephen King is a vastly popular writer, and he writes more than horror. And actually, I will say this about his non-horror writing: it's pretty good. Yeah. I like it. I thought Shawshank Redemption was a great screenplay. Oh, that's another one I forgot about. Yep. Uh, yeah. He yeah. Shawshank wrote, Redemption's great. Yeah. He also wrote Running Man, Green Mile. Those are all good. Yeah. Green Mile's great. I mean, I've, I will say this. I've never read anything of Stephen King's. I've only ever seen the movie adaptations of his things. I've read like some of his horror books. Shawshank, Green Mile, um, Running Parts Man. of the Shining. Um, I haven't seen, I, I saw when I was like, 11 maybe no not even maybe i was like eight actually now that i think about it doing the math uh the langoliers yeah that's messed up yeah it's good though like i never watched it because i was so disenfranchised with him disenchanted with it's him, worth never, it never now, never even got into it now let me point this out though this was made in like the late 90s right and it used some cgi yeah it was not good. Not it good. will not age well. If I wa- if I sat down to watch it today, I would probably laugh. But the story is fascinating and is very. It's a the vast majority of of it is in your head thriller, which I like. You know, like we talk about jump scares versus like thrillers and yes. Science of the Lambs kind of thing. Yes. It's very much Science of the Lambs for the vast majority of it. At the end, it's kind of grotesque, but you know that's also Stephen King. So, like Carrie, for example. Yeah, Carrie's another book I didn't that, like. But there's, like, grotesqueness to it. Right. Which is why it's part of why it's scary and gross. What I didn't like about it, what I don't like about his horror writing is that it's all kinds of build up, build up, build up, build up, and then maybe four pages of action at the end of the book where everything's supposed to be scary. It's suspense. It's not horror. It's suspense. Well, yeah, but I think that's part of it that's important to get that payoff at the end it, you know you've been sitting there waiting for it the whole time and at any moment it could happen you know i, yeah. I guess if you if you do read his stuff all the time though that trick does kind of wear out but. yeah yeah because the shining's like that um langoliers is, is probably like that. like that if the movie is anything to go by the uh uh christine is like that there yeah. it cujo is well cujo is another book i just couldn't i, I never read that book because I just the idea of of telling a story of someone trapped in a car with a rabid dog outside bores me. It bores me. I got I got trapped in a car the other day. It was a rabid dog outside. Joe, yawn. Who cares? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but by and large, I, I at least I respect Stephen King's talent as a, as a writer. Just uh, not as horror writing. I, yeah, so, just not as horror writing. Just not a fan of it. So the things that made him famous and let him do stuff like Shawshank and right. Green Mile. Right. I'm glad he got to do things like Shawshank Redemption and the Green Mile. Yeah, those uh, are good. Right. George R.R. R. Martin. You yeah, I like understand him? it. Yeah, I go ahead. have read all five of the books that he's published for yep. Yep. Song of Ice and Fire, which is the series on which Game of Thrones is, is based. 
Yeah. Right? I've read all five of those books. And now that the HBO series is over, uh, he continues, he begins working on prequels for that book, while the actual book series has two more books that he has either drafted or outlined or whatever, he's not working on. Everybody hated the ending to the movies. To the so sh- now, now they're at the point where he has to figure out. I think he's just taking his time. That's my opinion. Trying to I don't salvage know. it, but yeah. you know, trying to to figure that out because the ending sucks so bad for the movie. <laughs> right. Well, the the books were going in a completely different direction for the ending. They were going in a completely different direction. I've never been so disappointed in anything I've watched. Like I've been disappointed. <laughs> it was in terrible. That. It was a horrible. It's like way that to end horse that. cartoon that you see on on, right. on Facebook. <laughs> the elaborate beginning, and then it starts just dwindling off to just like a stick figure at the end. <laughs> That's how I felt. That is a, a very apt meme of, of, of. It's so true. Game of Thrones, the show. It was terrible. The books are better. The books are much better, but they're big and thick. One thing I really don't like about him in his writing style, he will find an archaic word and use it again and again and again. And the one that comes to mind is jape. Right? Never heard that word in my Hi, life. Never heard that word jape. It's like a uh, it's like a um, a joke at your expense, right? So if I say okay. uh, that's a good haircut, Jake, and everybody laughs. Ha, ha, ha. That's the haircut, Jape. And I keep continue to harp, harp on that, right? And yeah. I think, that's, I think that's what it is. You should look it up. But Jape is, is like a, uh, a joke at someone's expense, right? It it's, makes fun you're of You're making them. fun of somebody. Right. You're making fun of somebody. And it's, but I, I, I noticed when he used that word, I'm like, oh, that's good use of that word. And then, again, like two chapters later, same word. And he, and, and he does this. And then he just kind of forgets about it and goes on to another archaic word and uses that again. I don't understand the problem. I don't know. I just find it irritating. Like he's got a thesaurus there on his desk and he's going to say, I'm just going to sprinkle this one in here a little bit. I don't know. So I don't understand what that, that's, I don't see the problem with that. What happened was he subscribed. He's learned the word, let him use it. So what happens is he subscribed to Weird Words Weekly. (laughs) The old www. The old www that's not on the internet. And he... uh, Oh, it is. It's at (laughs) www.www.com. God. But uh, so he'll, you know, he'll be writing that week and he'll be like, ooh, that's a good word. I'm going to work that in there. Crepuscular, you know. (laughs) And then, uh, you know, he'll do that while while he's writing all week. And then the next week he'll show up and then he'll be like, ooh, Jeep, that's a good one. And use that one for a couple (laughs) chapters as he's writing, you know. Yeah, that's what it that's what it feels like. That's exactly what it feels like. Maybe he does subscribe to Weird (laughs) Weird Worlds Weekly. (laughs) Well, we we found him out. And uh, speaking of fantasy novels. One of the things I can't stand about fantasy novels is long, drawn-out storylines in fantasy novels. And it seems to me that that genre is prone to this problem. Just like, and I'm going to say this, and it's going to alienate the vast majority of our audience, I think. Just like Lord of the Rings. What did you say? (laughs) The books, Lord of the Rings, are long- Drawn I have out. to say I haven't read the books of Lord of the Rings. I recently, every autumn I read, <laughs> I watch Harry Potter, every one of them, and yeah. Lord of the Rings. It's something I do. I enjoy it. But I yeah. have to say I've not read the books. I don't need to read about spiders. I, oh, <laughs> yeah, the Harry Potter spiders? Yeah. Clo- I hated I that. I close my eyes when it's on anyway, but I'm not reading about spiders. So, Lord of the Rings, 
I've never seen the movies. I'm not. I don't get into fantasy. What? I'm not into the fantasy genre, so I never was like, "Ooh, gotta see that." It's a lot you know? of walking, and then at the end, they throw a ring well, into well, a bat of right. Hot. So again, spoilers. I've got. <laughs> I've got a. Uh, I, I had bought the first book, and I read the first book, falling asleep multiple times while reading this book because, you know what happens. Like Lisa said, they walk somewhere, and that was it. That's all that happened. They meet some people along the way that sing. A couple people chase them a little bit on horseback, and, like, that was it. That's all there was. And I, they get to the end, and I get to the end of the book, and it's a thick book. And I'm like, that all that for what? They got from point A to point B. Congratulations. You need to watch a movie with me, Jake. <laughs> Maybe the movies are better, but I'll, uh, I'll throw in some alcohol. We'll get through it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know the movies are much better. If if you didn't like the book, you you might not like the movies. The yeah. movies are very entertaining. They're they are very entertaining. I think they're good. I think, yeah, I, I I enjoyed them when I watched them. I don't need to watch them again. I like watching movies again. I know that you don't. It's not your thing. I don't watch them with you. But I think Jake and I'd have a good time sitting and watching that. Yep. I'll give it. I will give the movies a shot. Good. I said, though, after I finished that first book, because I that's the thing. I finished the whole book, read the whole thing, and was like, didn't like it. Not reading the next one. Now, I'm the person that needs to have, I think, was that the one that we watched, Joe, where we had like five minutes and didn't realize we had just five minutes left? <laughs> yes, we, we turned it on, and I was so mad. Because it doesn't seem like it should be over. It feels like there should be more going I'm on. I'm all right? snuggled in. Yeah. I'm getting down. I got my popcorn. I'm and then getting it just into the recliners. And holding shows. And, we, and, and then I was like, here, I'm ready. See, Five what, minutes. And then the credits have, come up. Which should have happened. That should have been one chapter of a book. Or one section. Right. Then walking. And then it, it, take that book, condense it to about one third its size at least, and call that one section. And then the next book, condense it one section, right? right? Because you don't need all that extra crap that was in there that was so boring that made me go, I don't I don't care if they beat if if they, they get rid of the ring. I don't care if this evil guy ends up conquering all that's left of, of the world. I don't care. Mold Why? Door. Because they just walk. And you know what? Screw them. So there is this fantasy writer named Brandon Sanderson who's well-respected in fantasy realms, right? And uh-huh. not, not to put too fine a point on it. <laughs> um, a friend of mine recommended I, I read his The Way of Kings book, which is the first in a, in a series. He says he's really good at, at show you, not tell you, which is true. Sanderson creates a wonderful world Sanderson? that is Sanderson. Hello, Sanderson. Sanderson? (laughs) Going right back to when my kids were little and we were watching Fairly Odd Parents with Ben Stein as the Pixies. Sanderson, what's the status? Sanderson? (laughs) So, um, anyway, Brandon Sanderson writes this, uh, has this story, but it's so slow moving in the first part of it. Uh, There's this one part where this guy is spending, he's been enslaved, and now he's in war is a combat slave and his job is to carry a bridge across this craggy landscape so that he can lay the bridge down and soldiers can run across the bridge and of course when people see them coming what do they do they shoot the guys trying to carry the bridge right right so of course everyone around him is died but how many times do i have to hear about this guess what he woke up again and he had to carry another bridge oh <laughs> really 
when is this story going to move on? When is this story going to stop being so drug out like this? I understand that he's getting hopeless and despaired about that. He's starting to look like my wife over there as I'm talking about a, book, a fantasy novel I was reading. When will he <laughs> shut up about fantasy novels? <laughs> the, but, you know what, Joe? This is sounding a lot like Lord of the Rings, and yeah. they just kept on walk, walking. Walk, walk, throw. It's common, it's common in, the, in the genre, and I don't know why it is. Because of Lord of the Rings. Maybe. Lord of the Rings walk, walk, basically throw. established the genre. Part one, two, and three. They were like, people went, well, this worked, so uh, that means it. You know, we have to emulate everything about it. Right. And yeah, you, know, you know why fantasy not, why the Lord of the Rings is long? Because the guy who wrote it was stuck in trenches in France in World War I. He had nothing better to do with his time. He was bored out of his mind. So he had nothing better to do than waste our time. He had nothing better to do then. Well, I might as well write something while I'm sitting here and the Germans keep shelling us. Right. I mean, <laughs> that's why it's so long and drawn out and boring because he was bored out of his mind when he wrote it. Huh. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. But I think that's enough out of me, Jake. Huh? <clears throat> <laughs> Yeah, I think that's enough out of me. Uh, let's. We have some listeners who hate some authors, uh, and I, some of them might even agree with some of the things I've said, which is pretty good. Yeah, uh, we're going to start off here with Things Joe Hates Jr. Uh-huh. He hates Jane Austen, which I think he's mentioned before. Many, many times. <laughs> yeah, he says that in person, but I think he's even mentioned it on a hate for this podcast, I oh, think. Yes. I vaguely remember. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, he says she's overrated, dry, and it's boring. But uh, I would counter that that's literally all 19th century writing other than Mark Twain. Mark Twain. Mark Twain was amazing. Good writer. Every Everything else written during that time period is very rigid and dry and boring. Yes. I've never read Jane Austen, so I can't even comment on it. I'm just gonna, yeah. I have no desire to read Jane Austen either. Yeah. Pride and Prejudice, no, don't care. Well, I think this was another one of those he had to read it for school things. Yeah, yeah. I did. I, I got away with not having to read that, so I'm happy. Same. Yeah. What's next? Next, we've got Sheila. She hates Faulkner. I <laughs> hate Faulkner. Specifically, The Sound and the Fury. If the goal of storytelling is to get ideas across to another human, clarity is key. Starting your story inside the mind of a mentally disabled man might not provide said clarity. Bad choice, Faulkner. If a castration happens and your audience misses it, you really failed. That should leave an impression on the reader, you know? I also don't like Jody Picot. You can only use we are seeing something in this courtroom today that is more important than guilt or innocence. The truth. So many times before it starts to sound like you don't have any other ending. <laughs> and literally all poetry that isn't Dr. Seuss or the poem the, Crema the Cremation of Sam McGee is trash. Uh, okay, I'm, I don't know about Faulkner. I've never read Faulkner or Picot. Is that right? Or Picot? Picot, I, Pico, I think. Picot. Never Something read that. Something like that. Uh, I will agree that most poetry is trash. And uh, there are even some Dr. Seuss books I don't like, like uh, Fox and Socks. That book can burn in hell for all I care. <laughs> really? Yeah. Have you ever tried? Wait, do you have kids and try to read them the Fox and Socks? I mean, I've I remember like I vaguely remember reading it. I don't remember every detail of it, but it's it's a book that you can read in your head very easily. It's but almost not say out loud. 
It, it's almost it's a tongue twister. Yes, the whole book is a tongue twister. I think that's that man the point. was a monster for writing that book. He did because you, what you do is you say, okay, now you read it, and you get your kids to read it, and if the kids can learn the tongue twisters, then they can learn how to speak well. Okay. Great. Good. Good comeback, Jake. <laughs> I, I, I mean that. But okay. I, I don't like sitting there looking like an idiot to my kids as I go fox and socks with knocks on box. I think that's. Ooh, I, I, I think I'm, I think I'm remembering the right book. Dad I, needs a break here. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I I can't I can't get through this. I one. think you're right. I think you're right. But there's a lot of those like that though. I Talk- never minded it. I just took my time, and then we laughed about me having the tongue twist issues, and then they would try and do the same thing, and it would just be a fun thing. It doesn't have ah. to be. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm being I'm being graded. I'm <laughs> being graded. Right. I I a will say of, I will a lot say, of Dr. Seuss's work is good though. I like it. Yeah. I uh I I. I will say this about poetry. Poetry is one of, if not the most of like huff your own fart art, <laughs> you know, that they, they're just so pretentious. And it is pretentious. A lot yeah. of nothing that's made to be something. And yeah, particularly it, modern poetry is just mostly just garbage. Mostly just garbage. I, I, I think I, Robert Frost is good. I heard someone say that science is what we do when we take a very complex, uh, subject and explain it in simple terms and poetry is the exact opposite yeah <laughs> that's pretty so. that's pretty good all right so uh i'm gonna agree with uh your poetry and, and claim ignorance on the other two sheila what's next next we've got dara from facebook dara hates dan brown mm-hmm. and james patterson okay never read james patterson but i read two of dan brown's book and understand exactly why you hate him so Dan Brown, you said, is the... Um, the Da Vinci Code. Right. Right. Which That's... I did not read. I did remember it coming out and everybody freaking out about it. And now everybody's trying to like read old books and find math formulas and stuff. Yeah, in it, that's you know? right. It's not there. It's Dan yeah, it's, Brown. Is... It's just... It is a book. They... Yeah, it's a book. Right. It's, it's not fiction. the Bible. It's not. And yeah. the, um, the great part about the book is that it is very predictable. Uh, it's... It, I mean, the movie they do actually. This is one of those cases where the movie's actually better than the book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there was. I read another one of his books too. Um, and I can't remember what the name of it. Maybe Angels and Demons. Uh, the one with the the little bit of antimatter. I don't know. I've never I, read any of his books. So. But I mean, first off, the amount of antimatter he describes, while he tries to describe it as very very small, is like billions of times the amount of antimatter that's ever been created by humanity. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of hard to believe. Um, <laughs> and it, yeah, I, I absolutely understand why you don't like Dan Brown. Absolutely. I, I get it. But she continues though. She says, oh. I hate catcher in the rye. Okay. Which I've read in its entirety twice because hashtag grad school. I've never been able to read the scarlet letter. I've tried several times and cannot get past the first few chapters so dry. Again, 19th century literature, right? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, She continues, though, and says, I love Austin and Faulkner. Ah, so things Joe hates Jr. and Sheila can apparently suck it. (laughs) Yeah. Because Dara loves these two. I I will say I 100% hate Catcher in the Rye. I read it in ninth grade. And I remember as I was reading it, because, you know, it, it's one thing to read a book because you enjoy it. Right. It's a whole nother thing to read a book because you're forced to. Yeah. Because of school. And I read that, that book. I remember my, my teacher. I remember her name. It was Sawchenko. 
And she loved the book and had a passion for it. Yeah. Uh, and my teacher did too. I didn't, I didn't enjoy the book as much as she did, but I didn't hate it. Yeah. I had, I had Miss Kosas for ninth grade English. Who inc- incidentally, I also had for 12th grade English, but by that point she was now Mrs. Westgate. Right. She had gotten married, but uh, regardless, uh, the book is, is just this one d- little kid whining about how everybody's fake. Like, shut up. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I, rem- I remember reading it going, this is the most unlikable character <laughs> I think ever. I've ever come across. Yeah. He's awful. You know, the world changes when you have a, a literature teacher that loves the literature they're talking about. What's next, Jake? Next, we've got the rant of the week. Rant of the week. Rant of the week. Goes to Kirk. Kirk. He says. Kirk who? Kirk. First time rant of the week winner, I think. Really? Yep. You know Kirk. I do. <laughs> We're not going to dox Kirk. Uh, <laughs> Kirk here says he hates Robert Jordan, wrote Wheel of Time just to keep writing. He was more. It was more about him than his creation. Same with George R.R. R. Martin. Both <laughs> authors wrote their series to be idolized as authors, not caring about their own worlds or the readers. By the way, who the hell is pretentious enough to use R.R. as middle initials? Oh, yeah, the godlike being that wrote Game of Thrones. I forgot how much he hates him. <laughs> Does he really hate George R.R. R. Martin? He refused to watch any of it. Really? Refused. Did His he... point is 100% correct about not caring about the world yep. you created. Yep. Because Game of Thrones is nothing like A Song of Ice and Fire. It, it starts off very similar, but then it just takes a completely different uh, turn. And, it, and there are huge missing pieces out of the story. Well, you know, honestly, they have when you when you go from book to to playwright. Yeah. Well, you there is a, supposed to be a difference. I mean, it, it, it just happens. You don't follow the book. Once you once you do it, you just uh, talk to the writer and get some input, and yeah, then you are rewriting this thing. Yeah, I mean, hitting American some key Gods points. Is like that. American Gods. Yeah, you were just saying that the other day. That because that I'm was the I'm way reading it was. American Gods right now by Neil Gaiman, which by the way is a great book, and Neil Gaiman is a fantastic author. So now this sounds like it's it's not quite the same thing as well. We had to take a book and condense it into a movie because no, Game of Thrones. There's no condensing. They just did yeah. their own thing. Because Game of Thrones is a series, which right. is several hours, you know, like what? Every episode's what? An hour, right? Right. And there's how many episodes every season? Ten. Four thousand. It never ended. <laughs> so so there's Seven, ten 70. hours worth of, fi- of film to squeeze a book into. You could easily do that. Yeah. It's one thing to try to squeeze it into an hour and a half, two hours. You got ten hours? There's plenty of time. Right. I, I have not re- – I don't know anything about the books. I don't know anything about the show. This guy sounds like a jerk. <laughs> but you know what? The mo- the show itself was really good. It just slowly got bad. Like they like gave up but didn't know how to <laughs> stop up. it because they were making so much money. They, had, they right. were con- contractually obligated to finish. Yeah, yeah but it, it, and it really it, it really got bad. I was <laughs> I remember watching it with our jaws dropped open on the last episode. I went you mean to tell me that's how they die? They deserve so it's much. It's kind of like it sounds a lot like um, Star Wars. 
the original Star Wars was really good, and then all of a sudden you get to They're the, the only three I'll watch. The when se- it goes past that three, I don't want anything to do with it. Well, specifically, like, the prequels weren't great, but at least they were, like, a Star Wars-y kind of story. Like, it was plausible, I right. think, in the world. The last ones were just, like... I just I just have no desire. The, I, the three yeah. were entertaining, fun, and I would totally watch them again. Well, I think I, it's pretty clear that I agree with you on George R. R. Martin. Uh, the guy I, I, wrote, you said it wrong. <laughs> George R. R. Martin. That's right. <laughs> Robert Jordan, who wrote The Wheel of Time, has died, and his son is now writing the books. Uh, oh. I, if I'm thinking of the wow. same author. So Kirk hates someone who's dead. Incredible. Right. And But I don't <laughs> As know. As if Jane Austen isn't dead. It hasn't been dead for like a century and a half. <laughs> right. I don't know if that's such a bad thing because uh, – Dune is still being carried on by Frank Herbert's son. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about long and drawn-out novels. That no, is. Dune's a good book. I disagree. Oh, it's a good book. I read it, and it had the same feeling I had when I read Lord of the Rings. No, I disagree. We'll have to. Nope. I'm, I'm down with Dune. All right, everybody. That's the show. Don't forget to check out our merchandise store and our YouTube channel. If you want to support us, we have a subscribe star. Links to all of these can be found on our website, thingsjoehates.com. If you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends. Also, it would help if you could rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you can find us. Tell me what you hate. I would love to hear it. Follow Joe on Twitter at thingsjoehates. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash thingsjoehates. Our email address is thingsjoehatespodcast at gmail.com. Links to all of these can be found on our website, Things joehates.com female voiceover is provided by andrea patrilli podcast artwork is by Susie blake i'm nate goodwin for things joe hates